so. Hello and welcome to Beyond Farpoint, a Star Trek The Next Generation podcast. I'm Dom and I love Star Trek. And I'm Simon and I've seen one episode of Star Trek. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 1, Episode 1, Encounter at Farpoint, Parts 1 and 2. Welcome to Beyond Farpoint, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 1, Episode 1, Encounter at Farpoint, Parts 1 and 2. So welcome Simon, welcome to the 24th century. We've made (laughs) it, we have warped into the future. Part of you's thinking, I know what some of that means, part of you's probably thinking, what the hell is going on? How are you, my friend? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be doing this podcast. We finally got to one where I kind of know what's going on and you're like, what well, the bollocks is happening. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I I see you. You're riveting. You're glowing. <laughs> oh, I feel like all my Christmases have come at once. I'm quite nervous, to be honest. Um, more because I know that you love the show so much and I know that this show means a lot to a lot of people and there's a lot of fandom out there and a lot of love for it so I feel like a bit of pressure I don't want to I want to do it justice you know so I'm definitely gonna uh, jump in with both feet give it my all and uh, and go for it I do have some concerns like even just then you said it's like the 24th century like I didn't I didn't know that like I know it's in the future um you know, I watched the episode. It had my full attention. I was trying to trying to catch as much as I could, and I was actually a little bit like it's not how I would normally watch a show. Like I would normally, I I like to know everything. Like I want mm-hmm. to know everything from the beginning, so I catch all of the references. You know, so it, it is um, making me a bit anxious that I've never seen any of the original series. So I was thinking about this earlier. So. Uh, you're more than welcome to watch the original series. Uh, I will allow that if you decide that's what you want to do. However, it's not necessary. So for those listening, this is a next generation podcast, but we, you know, we will uh, cover other areas of Trek, shall we say, at points. But our main focus is the next generation. The next generation is is our childhood. Now I say our childhood because uh, it was released in 1987. So the episode we watched, Encounter at Farpoint, was released in 1987, just after what? we were born, my friend. So it's exactly the same age as us. We are the same age as Star Trek. Wait, I didn't know that. I thought it was like on Netflix. Ah, oh, okay. So on Netflix, it said like 1994 or 1993. But I think on Netflix, it does it from when the last season is. Like it gives... That's so... You tricky <laughs> bastards, Netflix. <laughs> So it ended in 1994. Ah, why do they do that? Why do they do it like that? 
Netflix, sort it out. Probably make it seem more current. If you if you scroll past something and you go, oh, it's eighties, I'm going to give that one a miss. But and then it says, oh, it's like mid to late nineties. You think, oh, okay, I give it a go. Maybe that. Maybe that's the reason. I'm not sure. What has has it been remastered then? And has the graphics been redone or something? Because if I had, if I had because right, so because I'm not allowed to look anything up for this or Google anything, or and this is my first time in this position. So is this probably a, a good point to say that this isn't our first rodeo? So Dom and I have <laughs> another podcast called The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, which follows the same format as what this is going to be, which I'm sure Dom's going to probably get, get to in a minute. Uh, but, but it's the other way around. Dom's never seen One Tree Hill, and I'm like quote-unquote the expert or like a fan that's watched it over and over again and he's not allowed to look anything up he's not allowed to google anything and now this is my turn in that seat and it's really hard like even even patrick stewart came on on screen and i was like oh ian mckellen is ian mckellen i was like no no that's gandalf it's not gandalf it's the other guy (laughs) are they actually friends yeah they're like best friends yeah they're like, okay, I was like, they're kind of like the same guy. They're, they're so similar. And I was like, he's in that episode of Extras, you know, the Ricky Gervais show. And he's like, and then her shirt fell off, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I, But I, it was so infuriating and I couldn't, I couldn't look him up. Um, and then, and then um, it just, it, it just came to me. Oh, it's Patrick. No, I, I very carefully Googled extras celebrities that are in extras to get his name it's patrick stewart there he is okay but i had no idea it was 1987 like that actually changed that paints it differently to my experience because i was like oh this is <laughs> i wouldn't say there's something off about it but i was like the delivery of the lines and all of these things it's a bit like oh okay but now now i know it's the 80s that makes a bit more sense yeah, so as opposed to it being a show that goes from mid-90s to the early thousands, it's actually late 80s to the mid-90s. Right. So that's that's kind of where we're at in terms of uh, when it's released and stuff like that. So it's actually released in September of 87. So we, we did exist, we were born. But yeah, we're exactly the same age as Star Trek The Next Generation, which is something that we, we can never not be. <laughs> that's our That's our eternal link to the show, right? yeah definitely i mean and dom and i are actually only because there's this is going to be interesting because hopefully we're going to have some listeners that are transferring over from our ravens podcast that are also going to listen to this uh that know dom and i incredibly well at this point they know all kinds of things about us that we probably never expected to share on podcasts but we're also you know going to have hopefully new listeners that are hearing us for the first time uh, but Dom and I are only two weeks apart in age and we've known each other basically our whole lives, like basically from like reception, like which is how old, like four or five years four? old. Yeah, yeah, four or five. And like grew up together, you know, in, in like, you know, the 90s. So, um, yeah, that's crazy. I it, it that ch- So can I ask then, because I'm going to have to ask my questions through you. How old was Patrick Stewart roughly when he was filming this? That is a really good question that I don't know the answer to. Because I... Do you want me to find out quickly? Sure. Well, while you're doing that, shall I tell you what I know about Star Trek? So we know... Go on. No, carry on. Well, unless was you going to say that and it was this coming up anyway? 
that so that is going to be my question so i i I sort of thought about my journey um with star trek and things like that but i really want to know kind of your experience with it because you you as far as i'm aware you never watched it you never really watched any of the films you never watched any of the series um i kind of feel like your only real knowledge uh, as limited as as i expected to be which isn't a bad thing at all because this is the whole point we're learning we're growing we're moving we're on a journey but your only real knowledge of it will be random bits from me uh, mm-hmm. which would be a bit weird right, yeah, according well, to uh, my friend google he was 47 when it began filming wow he's he's in his like late 70s now so that kind of makes sense yeah because i know from the world <laughs> and from having amazon prime that there's a show called picard that's like new with him in it right yes you're not allowed to watch that or look up that either <laughs> yeah i mean i'm not i mean i knew of that before we decided to do this podcast i just knew i've just seen you know i was never going to watch it but you know maybe i probably will eventually in like five six years time or something when i'm allowed to yeah, exactly. um but i'm really interested to hear your story but i'm sure let me i'll tell mine because it'll be quite short um <laughs> yeah the the only things i know of star trek are you used to watch it uh when we were kids you had some sort of whatever they used to like beam themselves up or something like look like it looked like a flip phone right and <laughs> and i was do you remember and i i was so so jealous of this thing i wanted one I, even though i didn't i didn't watch star trek or anything like that but because you had what well, i wanted one because you making it cool and doing beam me up and i was like i want one and i had do you remember like um there was like you know they had poly pocket there was like a little and there was a little kingdom that could fit in your palm do you remember and they had a boy version it was called like mighty max or something yeah i remember mighty max yeah yeah i think it's right something like i remember max something yeah yeah it's definitely max something yeah and i had something from that toy line that was kind of similar that was kind of like a flippy phone type thing but it was like bright red and i got a black marker and painted it in to try and be black to try and be like the one that you had just so that and we could like play together and i remember then trying to play with it like in my garden or whatever and just all of the like black <laughs> marker just coming off in my the palm of my hand so i remember that uh, what's, so what's so weird about about our childhoods is that we have this really strange perception of each other that is like the opposites because uh, my perception my you have always been the cool one always without a shadow of a doubt and i've always been the one kind of trailing and wanting to do whatever you're doing but the way no you're way. describing this is it's like the other way around and it's so weird <laughs> i know i never uh i never saw it that way i always, I always saw, saw it... it that way always oh well that's that is funny because i always saw it the other one okay well <laughs> you were the funny one. You could do all the voices, and you were you were the yeah. So well, they well maybe that's why our friendship worked. We were both idolizing each other. So <laughs> that's why it works now. <laughs> that's why, yeah. Well, so so that was that part, and then one of my favorite like childhood films, and it's one that, that my dad used to always do the ironing on like a Sunday, like a Sunday afternoon. My mum is it was and still is uh, a teacher so she would always be doing her marking and i would always sit down with my dad on like a sunday afternoon and we would watch a film 
And uh, I have such great memories of this, like, you know, in the 90s. And one of them that we both loved was Galaxy Quest. We loved it. And my, I think my dad watched some Star Trek. Uh, I have to ask him. I'm not sure. But I had no knowledge of it. But I loved that movie. And I still do. And now seeing this, just this one episode of Star Trek, it makes it like Galaxy Quest is even more amazing because it's spot on. <laughs> it makes so much sense now, doesn't it? Do you love that film? You love that film, right? I love Galaxy Quest. I went to see Galaxy Quest in the cinema when it came out with my mum. And my mum was like, I'll wake me up when it's over kind of thing. I'll, you know, just enjoy it, have fun. And she loved it. She loved it all the way through and, and still to this day says that was like such a like brilliant kind of curveball. She really wasn't expecting it to be anything. You know, it's a Tim Allen film. It had um, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver in it. Um, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman, of course. You know, all, all these actors in it that are just playing in this weird little sci-fi film that kind of you wouldn't have expected to get anywhere. And it's, it's brilliant. It's a great little film. Loved it. And do you know um one of the as like a, it's kind of like an extra but you know like as one of the aliens that's sort of like in like the background almost but is in a lot of the scenes is Rain Wilson from The Office. I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, He's cool. just like sort of you know that when they <laughs> yeah it's great. Um <laughs> and it's got a young Justin Long in it, and then the other guy, uh, Sam Rockwell, as well, like before he was big as well. But so, so I, I love that film. And then the other one is uh, that episode of Black Mirror that's more recent from a couple years. Have, have you watched Black Mirror? I've seen it all. Yeah. Do you know the one? I'm, do you know the one I'm talking about with Jesse Plemons and his? And it's he's like made his own Star Trek, but it's not called Star Trek Universe. That that episode was spot on as well. <laughs> yeah uh, it's uh trek fans that make trek films like that to be honest yeah uh, seth mcfarlane has a tv series out um that was on like fox the fox network or or whatever or fx uh and that is pretty much like a a, a copy or ripoff or whatever you want to call it a facsimile of star trek somewhere down the line so a lot a lot of those are uh, robbed from the original series because it's kind of like it's like the easy one to copy. It's the easy mm. one to to kind of poke fun at a little bit because the guy in the red shirt always dies. It's always the extra mm. that always dies. And that kind of does translate over into the next gen, but probably not to the same level. So one thing I have to say about what we do on the One Tree Hill podcast is that we talk about character development and the way the story moves forward and the plots and things like that. It's going to be slightly different with Star Trek because it's not as linear as um like a i say teen drama with a pinch of salt but like a teen drama would be um because it's science fiction so each episode is actually different and follows a different story in a different path but the characters still develop and that's kind of what we're going to be focusing on and looking at um you know particularly uh the bridge crew so the on the main bridge of the ship but it, it will extend to others and it will depend on who you think is is going to make it who's going to be in it the longest and so on and so forth you know and whatever you think so there are 178 episodes of star trek the next generation uh, so technically it will take us three and a bit years to complete this podcast to do it linear a week at a time that's good going i love that that's only how, 100 and how many 78 so that's only nine uh less than one tree hill which is crazy so 
yeah. We'll also we'll also end up doing so like this one is technically episodes one and two, but they're put together. So because they're put together and we watch it on streaming platforms, it's the easiest way to do it. So we'll just cover um, Encounter at Farpoint part one and two as one episode, and then up. I will end up saying season one episode two, meaning the next episode that isn't uh, Encounter at Farpoint. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, people will follow that. I think you know people will be okay with that. And we also do bonus content, so I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but we have a Patreon, which is, you could call it our own shared universe, which is uh, 10.30 (laughs) Productions. You'd never think One Tree Hill and Star Trek would share a universe, but they are going to on our Patreon. So every, is it going to be the same? Every four episodes we do of this, we'll do a bonus episode. Um, Would it be specifically for Farpoint or will they be one episode where we would mix the two or would we keep them separate? Uh, I I think it would be good to keep them separate, but it'd be nice to have an overlap somewhere. Um, So I think if we once we've done four episodes, we'll then discuss the four or whatever we we choose to discuss on on our bonus episode. And then we'll kind of go from there and then see how it flows. happy for crossover chat to happen uh but i will always pull it back to to trek on this podcast of course. <laughs> um, and for anyone who's listened to our mighty 90s we have mighty 90s episodes which are all on our patreon um i pretty much try and work out how trek is involved in somehow in each film that we've covered uh on there and our f- the first film that we officially like released as a podcast was smart house a disney film and it was directed by the one and only lavar burton who was in this episode wait who was he he's geordie laforge is that the who which guy is that the guy with the visor right 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 okay the guy with the visor yeah yeah okay okay well okay lots to say on all of that well i just i got i got um just a couple more of my star trek things i just want to get them out so that we're completely clear and then i want to hear about why this show is so you know meaningful to you um so the other thing i have is i have uh one uh, a good friend of mine is a massive Star Trek fan, and I haven't told him that we're doing this podcast. Like, I want to, once we've done a couple episodes, I'm just going to send him a link and not tell him that it's us doing it to see if he actually, because I'll know if he listens to it then, you know? Um, <laughs> but we uh, we used to work together. Um, I, I work in, um, in care, and I used to work in a learning disabilities college, and um, so we would have the summers off, Right. So we would and in the summers, I actually ended up was doing work for your mum that summer in particular, Dom, and, uh, you know, doing doing other things. This is sort of, you know, early in my career. And when I went away for that summer, I grew a beard for the first time. And I was like 24, I think, at this point. But when I came back, I had a beard and uh, this guy, Greg, I walked into the college, you know, getting ready to for the students to come back. And he was like, oh, Commander Riker. <laughs> and i was like what and he was just like you are commander Riker." and i was like i don't i've no i'd have no idea what you're talking about and then he just sent me he would just send me all the time these pictures of like a 45 year old man with a beard and i was like what you, with you know, from star trek and i was like thanks thanks greg you're saying i'm like a middle-aged man with a beard anyway um years later you know we become friends and whatever and you know we go off and do different jobs and blah 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 
and uh for christmas last year i got him a cameo so you know you can get you can get celebrity cameos that do little videos for christmas and it was jonathan is it franks frax frakes frakes apologies uh jonathan frakes uh, and he did a cameo for greg and he sung him merry christmas <laughs> and uh said that he was like I'll, I'll send you the video dom at some point maybe it could go onto the instagram or something if people get a kick out of it and uh he said something about how me and him are equally good looking men because we can grow beards and greg it's unfortunate for you because you can't grow a beard <laughs> and, then <he> just sung, <laughs> and then he just sung in merry christmas it was perfect so i sort of i was aware of someone called Riker that has a beard and i knew what he looked like and then the uh, one one other thing I have is from, and this is a movie that we used to watch all of the time when we were kids, Dom, is The Cable Guy. And there's a part where um, Jim Carrey and Matthew Broderick and they're doing like the jousting and he's just like, he says something like it's Kirk and Spock or something and he just does the... And I just remember that because you and I would like be playing that in the garden, just copying it from the cable guy. So that's all I knew. Um, and then I obviously know that there's someone called Spock who's played by Leonard Nimoy, is it? And then yeah, Leonard Nimoy, Ka- yeah. Captain Kirk that's played by William Shatner, right? That's right, yeah. I know that just from pop culture. I know about splitting the fingers, you know, the... Uh, <laughs> and then the one other thing I know is that I used to watch The Big Bang Theory and Will Wheaton, it was like a... Conti- Did you ever watch The Big Bang Theory? Yeah. There was like a continual joke that he would pop up as himself, but he played someone called Wesley Crusher and and that it was big and he was like a child actor or something. And so I sort of knew... I knew that kind of inside joke and that's it. That's everything I have. I know nothing else. <laughs> so with the ex- exception of, so Spock and Kirk are from the original series there. That's the series that was released in the kind of late sixties. Uh, and I think we've talked about it before. And so we'll go into kind of my thoughts and feelings on Star Trek. Uh, and as we're growing up, it was always that the next generation was always this BBC two show. It'd always be on BBC Two at like six o'clock at night. It'd always be on. I'd always be watching it. Um, and funny enough, like I think it's one of those shows that my dad would kind of turn over, um, but would always like eventually go back to it. So I'd always end up getting to watch the rest of it anyway. And it was kind of, um, it was good. I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And funny enough, like no one really in my family is a big Trek fan. There's no one that's a Trekkie. I've not like got that from anyone. I've just gone yes, I really like this, I'm going to continue to watch it. And I just did. I just watched it um, forever. And I've gone and watched every kind of generation of Star Trek that's been made. And some of it's great. Some of it's not so good. Some of it I enjoy that others don't. It's it's just all the, the way it goes. And, you know, they've they've gone into making the new season Picard, like you said, that's that's on Amazon. And they've, they've, they've made a cartoon, which is called Lower Decks, which is also really good. Um, and there's all these, like, different, evolutions of star trek that have happened and it's all generated from that um original series that was made in the 60s which you know only had three seasons i think and and developed into this this massive thing um that that took like 20 years for there to be a sequel and uh, I, I mean for me it's just it's had like a big impact on my life because i've just loved it so much and I, i've never been one to go to conventions and things like that i'm not kind of 
at that level of it. I love the watching and I love the stories and I love uh, the characters. And it's it's just pure escapism. It's like this this is a future. This is this is a, a bold future that, um, you know, where everyone is equal or treated equally and it's all fair. And I mean, there are obviously themes and elements and episodes where that isn't the case. This episode, in, like for one, being, you know, about a court case, which we'll get to, is about discovering humanity's um, change and development and then proving themselves, you know, as to being a, a decent race and group of people now. And it, it's just such a different program from anything that I'd ever watched as, as a kid and stuff like that. And there's, it's not really violent and there's no swearing and there's you know i mean the the later trek goes on like the seasons now they've put in swearing and it's a bit more kind of relaxed for that sort of thing and it makes it funnier but yeah i've just always loved it and um the 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 little black box you're talking about is a communicator which is from the original series which i had i also used to have a little pin badge one which is which you would have seen in this episode which is the the next generation uh com badge communicator badge uh, I used to have one of them as well, and then you used to press it, and it'd make the noise and say, "Enterprise here, how many to beam aboard?" I used to, and that was my like pride and joy. I love that thing, but I never really talked about Star Trek that much outside of kind of even my close friends or beyond that because uh, there's always that sense of judgment and and me thinking you're the cool kid and stuff like that. I'm always going to think, ah, oh, nobody really wants to hear about this, so I'll just keep it to myself. So I've always just kept it to myself. Was it a sense that if you spoke about it, immediately someone would give you a wedgie? Is that it's, it's what that, it was? It's that kind of feeling, yeah. <laughs> that fear of immediately someone, a hand is going to grab your waistband and elevate you up. <laughs> yeah, it'll be over my head <laughs> before you know it. <laughs> oh, the, you, well, you should have spoken to me about, about it because I would have been down to get into it because... I love stuff like this. Um, like one of my favorite shows to watch as a kid with my dad again was Quantum Leap. And there was some things in here which you liked Quantum Leap. Loved it. Dr. Sam Beckett, my favorite. And Al. So good. Yeah. Oh, Al. <laughs> so good. Did you ever see the last episode? Uh, he doesn't make it home, does he? I. He just, he looks in the mirror and it's him. Oh. <laughs> it's so good but it, this kind of has it reminded me of that in a weird way maybe just like in some of the timing of like the way it was shot and some of the line delivery and things but like you know the sci-fi aspects as well and um you know i've always been into that stuff and hey if anyone's getting wedgies around here it's it's me for being obsessed with you know with, with, with one tree hill so it's uh <laughs> it's it's um I, I, I'm a massive advocate of love the things that you love and fully embrace the things that you love. And if anyone ever judges anybody on things that they're um, in, enjoying, that says way more about the person passing the judgment than the person that the judgment is being placed upon. Absolutely. I so. completely agree. So this is a judgment-free zone and, and also spoiler-free. Sure. So I don't want to spoil you. So I, I have to, this is the hard part now is because I, what I really want to tell you is take these episodes and these early seasons as a, like with uh, not necessarily a pinch of salt, take it all in and understand and, and like build on, on your knowledge. But like, it's going to get so good. <laughs> like in my, from my perspective, it's so good. I mean, if, if I was, if you'd said to me, go and watch, 
um, some Star Trek, I would pick the next generation, but I, I would be picking later on. I'm, I'm picking later on in the season, so I'm, I'm not giving anything away, but I really enjoy when we get further afield into into Star Trek. So at the end of each episode, we will do a rating, and I kind of feel like I need to throw in a little, for nostalgia reasons, my rating would be this, but as an episode, it, it's going to be this or that, depending on you know how the episode goes and how I feel about it. So I will slide in a, from a nostalgia <laughs> point of view, it's this, but however, it's probably, yeah, okay, this. And um, we'll discuss our ratings at the end. We'll get to that. Well, can I can I just ask you a couple of questions before we go on about about of your course. Star Trek stuff? I just I, I want I need to delve a bit deeper. But firstly, I just remembered another quick thing. I had I have seen but can't really remember the two two of the recent movies that have um, Chris Pine in. Uh, yeah. The first one and the second one. I don't know if there was another one after that. Was there? Uh, there's a third one as well. Yeah. I didn't see that one, um, and I don't remember really much from it. I remember enjoying it. I remember thinking, "Oh yes, that, that was good." So they're so. all the characters that are from the original series. Okay, they're all based on the original series. And so, just to get the timeline right for me, then there's the original series that's in the '60s that's just called Star Trek, right? Yes. And then there's nothing until this, until the next generation. There was an animated series in the 70s, but we will kind of like discount that and we'll say, yes, this is it. <laughs> this is the next evolution of Trek. Okay. And then what what comes after this is is Deep Space Nine Star Trek. That's Star that's, Trek. That's the next that's the next thing. So um, we had the original series, then like the 20 year gap. Then we had the next generation and then pretty much straight after the next generation, we had Deep Space Nine. Then after Deep Space Nine, we had Voyager, and then now we've got well. Then then we had Enterprise as well, which actually had um, Scott <laughs> Bakula in it as uh, Captain Archer, so the the guy from Quantum Leap. Ah, that's is, cool. Is is in it? Um, and actually, there's an episode where Al is in it as well, which is no which way. is quite funny. Yeah, um, it's probably the only good episode. <laughs> <laughs> and and then there's movies in between, and I know from just like listening to you know movie podcasts and things that the star trek movies not the recent ones the older ones they get like slated pretty hard don't they with being a bit trash is that right or have i not got that right there some of them are not um looked upon with you know glowing reviews you can't bring eyes, yourself you know. to even say it can you? i don't want you to yourself, so. <laughs> so some of the films are from the original series so the original series like ended and then years later they they made like the motion picture and they made movies out of it uh there's like six or seven of them then there's the next generation films as well so there's a few of them that were made afterwards which you know we can always cover them and they'd fall into mighty 90s well three of them would i think uh and then D- after ds9 there's no films voyager there's no films it's just kind of like yeah let's leave it there and then this new generation of films is is kind of revitalized the original series and has has brought back to life the old characters so the the actors that are in those films chris pine etc and like zachary quinto isn't it mm-hmm. uh, as spock and carl durban urban carl durban as mccoy um, they're actually doing really good kind of representations of those 
characters and the real the actors that that played them originally so william shatner uh deforest kelly and of course leonard nimoy and so are you a fan of those more recent movies you you liked them because they're jj abrams aren't they yeah jj abrams i really enjoy them. actually simon Pegg wrote the second two i think or or at least wrote one of them he's i really don't like simon Pegg. you really like him don't you Oh, I really like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. I'm a big... And I really like Spaced as well. So him and Nick Frost together is a really good combo for me. Yeah, and I know you said this the other day, um, and you said that, like, that we were like a combo like them, and I, I let it go because I didn't want to ruin your enjoyment of it. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the... <laughs> but I will ruin it now. No, I'm joking. Um, but there's a couple reasons. a couple reasons. Um the first one is I don't they um, in Shaun of the Dead. I saw it quite late, um, like I didn't see it when it was all out and everything, and um, I thought it was okay. And but then uh, they he just randomly uses the N word in it, and I was like, nah, not for me. Like, I just t- really turned me off of it. I was like, that's not funny. That's just you know, that's just a douchebag. And then my wife was an extra in. Um, the world's end because mm. it was filmed in Wellin and um where where we live i just put that on the podcast um <laughs> <laughs> and um and they were gonna film it at the college we used to work at so my wife and i used to work at this college uh together and so she was talking to like the location manager about sorting it out anyway they didn't use the college in the end but she was like well you should come and you should be an extra in it you know it's just fun to do so she did and uh, they, she was in one of the pubs. So you know the movie, they go, they they're all in different pubs, and the people turn into aliens and whatever. And you can freeze frame it, and you can see her face like behind Simon Pegg's uh, shoulder or whatever. Just in the anyway, doctor's tonic down the road. <laughs> basically, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, but after she'd finished doing her stuff, it was like quite late. It was like a night shoot. It's probably like one in the morning or something. The, someone on the set was like oh you can you go get changed in this trailer um you know just get changed in there it's fine and um so my wife and this other woman were in there getting changed and they're like halfway through getting changed simon Pegg opens the door and it's just like get the fuck out of my trailer right and they're like oh sorry the, the woman just told us to get you so he's like just get out and they're like well we're halfway through getting dressed and he's just like, i don't care just get out so he kicked them out of the trailer and they weren't even finished getting dressed yet. Like two women. So wow, he sounds like, like a horrendous prick, doesn't he? Yes. So Okay, just, so no no more no more Simon Pig chat on whatever. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry if that ruins things. And then like, because I I thought like Hot Fuzz was alright, but I also think he relies on like he's just not a, he's not Ricky Gervais, and I think he wishes that he was. Like, do you know what I mean? Like in that caliber, I don't know. Sorry, that's kind of taken it off point. <laughs> and if, I, if there's people that are you know Simon Pegg fans, then that is completely your choice. You know, as as we said, it's a judgment free zone. You know, like who you want to like and like what you want to like. But uh, yeah. But it always taint things for me with him in it now because I just think, oh, oh you're a, you're I completely a agree, and that's kind of it's just not worth it, is it? You know, you you find out that people in uh, real life aren't as nice or or sh- representative of, of you know a character they play who might be a beloved character, 
and you kind of it puts a dampener on it and it makes it worse but let's forget about that let's move on from that one thing that Sorry. i think is important to to mention and let you know is when we talk about the one tree hill um stuff and podcasts is we talk about the cast and how close they were and how well they get on and stuff like that now so the original series of star trek in the 60s they all pretty much hated each other they couldn't stand no each other. There's all sorts of issues with money. There's all issues issues with time on screen, and they they, they just didn't see eye to eye. Had loads of problems. I mean, for for a lot of it, for a long time, I think people like um, uh, what's his name, the, the guy that plays Chekhov in the original series. I can't remember his name. It's really bad. Um, it, that like wouldn't talk to anyone and things like that, and just doesn't talk to him, and he's like in his late 80s, and 90s, or something stupid like that now, and still doesn't talk to him, goes to all the conventions, gets like wheeled out, signs a load of stuff, has a load of pictures, but won't talk to like William Shatner, they just ignore each other, it's, it's really awkward. But the Next Generation cast, he gets, like, all, he gets, he gets like wheeled out, yeah, yeah, they all really like each other. They're, gets they're a all check. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Next Generation cast all, all like, all appear to seem really, really close. And are still really mm. close, and um, it's really nice. So I, I went. I've been to one convention, um, which was um, Destination Star Trek, which was in Birmingham's NEC years ago. Um, I went with my friend Lee. Lee is a massive. I mean, I've I've mentioned him before, but I could send him a still, just a picture of any episode of the Next Generation, any episode. Just, but it could be a random character that's in that same place all the time and he can tell me what episode it is and he's always right it's, it's scary awesome. it's terrifying I respect, I respect that i fully respect that he will always be a someone that i will go to and and say oh this happened or we'll send silly memes to each other or we'll have silly star trek jokes and stuff like that but i went to this with him it was his idea to go and we went uh, and there's another one coming up in november in london so oh, wow even we'll, with, uh, like is it tentative or they're still going ahead at, with the... at the at the moment it's uh supposed to be in november in london so we'll, we'll that's see that's cool uh, well lee will have to come on the podcast at some point we need he... some uh you know he can back you up if i'm like trying to bring the ratings down or something <laughs> he's very keen to come on very keen to come on oh, right great. shall we get into a bit more about the next generation and the episode because a lot happens in this. Can I just ask one last thing? Sorry, one final thing is for the original Star Trek. Because, um, like on YouTube, I want it to look. They probably have things that's like here's a ten minute recap of everything that happened in season one of the first season of Star Trek. You know, the original. Like, could, would you maybe be able to find some like a couple videos like that that I can watch? Because I'm worried about googling it into youtube or whatever searching in youtube and seeing like spoilers but i I really want to have some of the knowledge because there was a couple references in this i can tell these are like little references to i mean how many episodes are in each season of the original star trek uh i'm not sure nowhere near as many as what they are now remember it's in the 60s so um it's not going to be that that many i'm not sure i'll I'll look i'll look it all up if i can find a uh, brief kind of one-off video that explains Star Trek, the original series for you. I will get you that. And and you say that there's references and stuff from the original series in this. There's there's one massive reference, the biggest reference of all that you could possibly have ever put into Star Trek in that one of the original characters was in this episode. Oh. So, you know, when they're discussing, there's a, another ship 
as as calm as the hood, the USS Hood, as they and they as dropped off an admiral, and they they said there's randomly there's just this little scene where they say the the admiral's being quite difficult. He won't teleport over, so uh, Data has to take him in a shuttlecraft. And then there's a scene with Data and this old guy. Right. You remember, you remember it? Sure. Yes. <laughs> it's in the episode you just watched, so hopefully you remember it. Of course, yeah, that guy, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, that is DeForest Kelly, who played Doctor McCoy in the original series and all the original films. So he's a big mm. deal. He is a big, big deal. And he was asked to be in. So Gene Rod- uh, Roddenberry created Star Trek, the original series, and was asked to create the Next Generation, um, put it all together, wrote it, executive produced it, showrunnered it, the whole lot. And there's crazy backstories to to all of the people that are involved. In, you know, in the writing. Uh, and in the creation of Star Trek, it is mental. Um, we might have to cover it on bonus episodes and stuff like that because they are bonkers. I mean, all sorts of weird things happening. Um, we'll get into that further down the line. I won't scare you away too soon. Um, but Gene Roddenberry had had gone out for lunch with DeForest Kelly and wanted to ask him to be in it, but didn't wasn't sure how to do it. So they got talking, and he I think he brought it up in conversation. So it would be kind of cool if you were in it you know, as a little nod to the original series and, and moving on to the next generation. And DeForest Kelly said, yeah, okay, great. And he did it as a favour to, to Roddenberry and said, I will be in it, more than happy to be in it. And the only fee I want is the minimum fee that you pay to actors. So the uh, the Screen Actors Guild have a minimum fee. And he said, I'll only take mm. that. I won't take any more than that. It's just this, I'm doing this as a as a favour to an old friend, which is which is very nice. So there's a lot of... Trekkies out there that will love that. That's cool, and and, and I realise that if I'm going to com- uh, commit to this, which I am, then I will watch the original series. I will do it. It's very difficult. It'll be difficult at the moment. It was hard to watch this episode. I so I have an eleven week year old baby, and um, it was hard to get through this episode. Like I had to watch it in like you know chunks, and then there was. I watched the first eight minutes of this episode three times because <laughs> I because it's that good. <laughs> well, he kept he he you know he would cry and I'd be like oh I've just missed that I've missed that bit of dialogue so I'd go back and then I was like I actually well we'll talk about it but um I really enjoyed the intro I loved the score I loved the score all the way through um and I knew it I recognised it and I was like oh that's awesome I have to ask is um this must have been remastered then right like some of the effects like with i mean you know i'm not saying they're amazing effects or anything but they i, I thought well this is actually pretty good for the, the mid 90s so if now knowing it's the late 80s like these have these been digi- digitally redone i believe they have i'm pretty sure they have and there i think there was a plan to do it with all trek and it became too expensive so they kind of went okay we've done one let's leave the rest so you'll okay. you'll probably watch Trek later, like let's say you watch DS Nine. There might be effects in it and things like that that don't look as good as what you've just watched in the Next Generation because they they haven't gone and revamped it. I I may be wrong about all of that, but um, that's pretty much what's happened. Lee will let us know, and, and Lee it's, will know. It's, yeah, <laughs> Lee, Lee talks to people that did set design and things like that for this. So he's my no way. He's, he's my in to getting people on the podcast. This is this is the plan. Here's the me. Here's the Star Trek version of me to One Tree Hill. Because I actually haven't <laughs> told you, I've just I've just booked the set 
decorator for One Tree Hill for an interview <laughs> for our Ravens podcast. So nice. that's so funny. But that's um that's really interesting. Um because it was also super like crisp HD. Like I know it's on Netflix, but it, like it was just like wow, this looks like it was just filmed. Like so, the the first yeah. shot coming in, obviously we're not excluding we exclude the titles for a second, but the first shot coming in is when you first see the ship kind of lowering in, and we see the Enterprise D in all its glory, um, <laughs> looking looking spectacular on that screen, and it did look great, didn't it? It did look a little bit remastered. I think if we'd watched. Mm. Uh, a version like on video without that it look it look very different today <laughs> when did you how how many times have you seen star trek the next generation all the way through and you did you re what you rewatched it for the podcast i rewatched it twice for the podcast so i don't wow. have an 11 week old baby and i i found it <laughs> quite easy to just get get through i watched it all the way through once and then i just left i left it playing so that i could then make all my notes and put together what i wanted to say and what i wanted to ask and uh how bits will go on the podcast and then the things that i felt important that i've written down so i have like a whole like page and page and page of stuff that are uh, just bits i want to mention and bits that we've already done so i can sort of take them off thread them away um but i just left it playing and and the the issue with it being a part one and part two is it made it really long when you get to other episodes it's not going to be that long You'll you'll be like, oh, okay, I'm all right with this. It's fine. It's not as long. It's only forty minutes to yeah to an hour. So you'll be able to get through hopefully as long as you got a free hour or baby's asleep or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we'll work it. We're good. I'm <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Um. So the the title sequence is is very important. It's iconic in the original st- series. Um. Kirk does a similar thing. They'll space the final frontier. These are probably things that you've had parodied or, you know, had the piss taken out of it and other things. It's very important in the in the Trek world and is kind of to boldly go where no one has gone before is is big and then you like straight into the ship, like smashing through your screen and the music kicks in and the music is fantastic. It's so good. What I was really surprised at is so you asked me how many times I've seen Star Trek and watched it all the way through. I've watched it all the way through several times i probably couldn't tell you but i tend to skip seasons i'll, I'll pick my favorite seasons and watch and watch them and they're the kind of later stages and the later seasons um but i have seen these episodes quite a few times so some of them i i will need reminding on that's why it's important for me to watch them again uh, and then make any notes i want to make as well as you, you know you having to watch it as well i think it's only fair (laughs) (laughs) yeah i actually i actually got asked so i I set up the instagram today i put it out there and uh someone i i used to work with years ago who i'm going to be working for soon actually asked you know this this is a big commitment and stuff like that that you're you know going into this podcast so it's about three and a half years you know really looking forward to it can't wait and they said that they just recently rewatched um the whole lot and it would have taken them a while. They did it over lockdown. So over the whole period of lockdown. Um, now, if I was allowed to just watch it, I could probably have this done in a couple of weeks. <laughs> As we know, I'm the ultimate binger. So for those of you that don't know, I can watch a series like like There's No Tomorrow. I will have it finished in no time. Um, but with this one, we're going we're gonna to take our time. It'll be nice to watch it each week. It'll feel like I'm watching it on BBC Two again, you know, when I was a kid. Hmm. Yeah, nice. it's nice. It's we live in a binge watching culture, so it's nice to have it 
spread out, savor the taste of an <laughs> episode per week. And so back to the original, the beginning and the, the kind of blurb bit they do at the beginning and the introduction to their mission. In the original series, Kirk says, you know, space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's five year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life, new civilizations, to boldly, boldly go where no man has gone before. This has changed drastically. So we've gone 20 years and we've we've changed um, slightly what I said. Obviously, it's Picard's voice, um, Patrick Stewart's voice. And it says more or less the same stuff, except it says it's continuing mission. So there's no sort of time limit, continuing mission where no one has gone before. So we're a little bit updated, a little bit more modern, <laughs> um, a little bit more PC. <laughs> um, and that's, for me, that's the whole antithesis is that the right word of star trek yeah. and and kind of like gender isn't a thing um it it shouldn't bother us gender race none, none of that is important what's important is is kind of good versus evil it's kind of where the the feeling and the sentiment of it should go and that will be challenged we, we that will be challenged throughout you know think about the time that it was made think about that the act of the actors that are in it and the characters that are in it you know there will be moments and there will be discussions where we will be challenging that sentiment and going does that fit you know with the theme and you know how it how it's structured and how the original series was portrayed you know um william shatner is famed to supposedly have held the first interracial kiss on on television with mm. uh you know lieutenant uhura in, in star trek oh, spoilers know. man jesus that's the original series it's not it's i not said i'm gonna watch year. it yeah well i've ruined it for you now <laughs> but you wouldn't have known <laughs> no, that it was good. the first that he's the first to do it yeah you yeah know? yeah and, no, that's uh, really cool it's it's gene roddenberry that's kind of gone well we need a world without you know these problems and these differences and he's created that world and and this is kind of where we're at so we get through the the opening credits we see the ship come in we go into like captain's log and we've got sir patrick stewart having you know doing his captain's log and it's really important that you kind of know that the year that this is set so i said it's in the 24th century the year is just to kind of get that in your head is like 2346 so it's 2021 now it's a long way away (laughs) <laughs> that's good i yeah i i didn't know that so that's good good so we we see the enterprise d zoom in tell me about it what what are your thoughts what are your feelings how are you feeling about you know one of the most iconic ships in star trek history you know don't <laughs> don't upset anyone go <laughs> god it does feel that way um <laughs> It, I thought it was good. Like I said, I thought the graphics were good. I, I would be interested to see, and maybe that would be an interesting Instagram post for you to put out maybe, is what the original uh, graphic of that ship looked like compared to the remastered one. Um, I know, I'm sure it was the same sort of shape and everything. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was good. I kind of recognized it, I think, because I, I, I've been to a couple Comic-Cons um, that are just, you know, general Comic-Cons, I said it on one of our Ravens episodes. I actually went because um, Christopher Lloyd was there and I'm a massive Back to the Future fan. So I went for that, but, you know, was emerged into all of the other stuff there. And obviously Star Trek is huge. So there was loads of stuff there. So I've seen like little models of it. And yeah, I like it. I think it's really cool. And, and I thought that the the set, it was really cool. I mean, instantly it was reminding me of like Galaxy Quest and Black Mirror. And did you say it's called the bridge where like their main bit? 
Yeah. yeah. So um, where the the con- like the control center where the captain sits and that's called the bridge. Uh, and they're like the bridge crew. So I think what's important to mention is on our One Tree Hill podcast as we talk about each character and their journey. And I think for this, because of the length of the episode in particular, particularly this one, as it's over two episodes, technically part one and two, uh, it'd be worth talking about the bridge crew and then the away team and kind of separate them up a bit. And they do bounce between each other, but I think it'd be easier than following the path of one person. So we can say on the bridge, this is happening. This is what's going on with these characters. This is what you think about it. And then on the planet surface and the away team, this is what's happening. And as other people pop up, we'll mention them as well. I think I think that's going to be our best path for this. Mm. And yeah. that probably that probably follow suit throughout, to be honest with you. So there are, are, are other areas of the of the ship. Uh, we saw engineering right at the beginning. Um, we saw Picard's, it's called a reading room. So it's a room to the side of the bridge that is, is the captain's room. He goes in there and, you know, does his thinking, uh, makes his, his little plans. <laughs> uh, the transporter room we saw, I think, is, you know, obviously access to and from, <laughs> to and from the ship. Uh, and what else? We saw a holodeck. Now, holodecks are... Um, essentially a room you can go in and you can say and set a program and it will play that program and you kind of go in and live that program just for some context is that is that with like when they're in the forest is that 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 film okay yeah that's that's the holodeck that's cool well well, hollow for holographic and holograms that's the that's what's called a holodeck that makes sense oh we were in sick bay as well sick bay is important we were in sick bay (laughs) <laughs> well there, there's um like you said on our first episode of ravens that um you will give an honest review and that is what i was thinking when watching it was that i am by no means ever going to want to upset anyone and like i said you know i respect everyone's uh you know views and what people enjoy but i will i will be honest so i um I, I do I do have some things to say that I wasn't expecting. Um, I do really like the general tone of it being like what you said, and it feels like that's already the underpinning theme of the of the show of, of from what I can see anyway is about mm-hmm. there isn't um my favorite line to spoil it is um data says, oh prejudice such a human trait or something like that or that's so human of you or something like that and i thought that's awesome i love that and there's a lot of things like that where it's like you know the well picard is having to justify to that intergalactic douchebag that takes different forms um you know that (laughs) that that is the best way of describing him that that humans aren't savages anymore and we we don't wear costumes anymore and you know this that and the other and i thought that's that's really cool and now knowing that it was you know in the 80s it's uh it's even more progressive actually um but there are i mean one thing that i will say is which i wasn't expecting is this is a lot more camp than i thought it was gonna be we've got some tight uniforms haven't we well, some, I was there's some things on show. Oh, <laughs> I, I I was thinking about how like you know I I I've got I've got a um <laughs> this is becoming more like the Ravens as we as as we get into it. I've got like 
a kind of what I would call a, a vegetarian shaped body, okay? But a, ba- a vegetarian that has a bad diet, that's who I am, okay? And what I mean by that is that I don't eat any protein and I eat a lot of carbohydrates, right? Um, but But I have kind of like a naturally kind of skinny frame, but because I don't have a good diet, I have like very skinny arms and legs uh, kind of skinny shoulders and then i just have like a pot belly where i just <laughs> where i just eat you know doritos and chocolate and pizza. you know pizza and just all and you know i've had a terrible diet my entire life like you know i i will be dead by 45 like it's <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> but the um but because of that um and i've kind of uh, i've kind of always had that kind of um that kind of shape and but and as i've got older as you know unfortunately the metabolism is not as fast i mean i i I kind of like i would say i have an average build but anyway my point is is that i i don't like tight wearing clothes you know and so if i was on that ship and i was wearing one of those uniforms that's so tight i would be pretty self-conscious and I did notice that everybody on the ship, like everyone is incredibly trim. Mm. I was like, where's where's my brothers with a little with a little where's my Dorito brothers? They've got a little, you know, a little cushion there. And didn't see none. I think <laughs> like, Worf is probably so the the Klingon that's on the bridge is probably the biggest person we see in this episode. In terms of like size, he's pretty hench, isn't he? Well, he but he's wedge though. He's like yeah. We, we don't he see anyone that's like... like chunky, do we? Yeah, there's someone that's got a little someone that likes a snack. <laughs> it's always all the chunky kids on Star Trek, but it's the 24th century, so they're they're genetically they're they're perfect. Garbage. Well, they just outlawed Doritos in the 24th century. <laughs> Uh, well, you'll you'll discover that that's not the case. <laughs> okay. What well, Doritos is a big sponsor. D- Doritos are there. That's it. They're on. They're on the ship. Right on the rigs. Well, so I wasn't <laughs> expecting. I wasn't expecting. There's a lot of like. I don't know how to explain it, but it was it was a lot more camp than I thought it was going to be. Like, um, and oh, this it might be a controversial one. Maybe some not as great acting do you want to name anyone the cast the, the whole cast <laughs> no <laughs> so remember sure... this is their pilot this is the pilot i know i so know this is, I, this is like we're first putting this together i know i was thinking the audacity of you dom for the pilot yeah. of one tree hill classically to... trained the... patrick stewart does not act badly. If we're going to be damned, we might as well be damned for what we've actually done. Kill all the lawyers! <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we're going to be... Da, 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 da. <laughs> no, he's... But no, they were fine. Um, it makes more sense knowing that it was in the 80s now, actually. But there was, there was some you, parts you... where... You can see that they don't have the chemistry with each other that you would expect. That it's not that bond isn't there. It feels like, eh, please excuse the pun, but they're like alienating each other a little bit. They're not sure of each mm. other. But I think that's what's quite 
good about the episode in a way and that it's about new beginnings and and meeting each other for the first time so a big part of this episode is picard meeting Riker and picard testing Riker, saying you go and deal with that i'm going to go sit out uh in my in my lounge area and let you let you manage that and see how you get on and then there's that brief confrontation between them so these these things are important but whatever comments you have about the acting uh you know i respect everything that you have to say so uh you're not going to be wrong (laughs) except for where you are so (laughs) yeah (laughs) you'll tell me when i'm wrong i it it was i i didn't really know what to expect but it was yeah a little bit more um it it was a little bit more like Galaxy Quest than I expected. Like I thought it was going to be a bit more serious, um, a bit more drama. Um, and then like when like the guy like appeared, I, I'm sure. Sorry, I'm sure we're going to get to all of this. But when the intergalactic douchebag guy just like appears, it was almost like oh, this is a bit like Power Rangers. Like you know, like um, oh, I'm an e- I'm the evil villain. Oh, I'm here to do whatever. He is credited as Q. Played Q. by John Delancey. So he is credited as Q. And he says, we are Q. So he's only credited as Q, as in the letter Q. Yeah, it was just like, it was a bit more pantomime than I think than I was expecting. But that's not to say that I didn't enjoy it because because I did enjoy it. And it was a lot, it was more digestible than I thought it was going to be. Like I thought there was going to be, there's going to be complicated things. And there was lots of, um, you know, words and acronyms and nouns for things that like you know that are things that i didn't know which i will which you know things that you mentioned that i'm sure we will get to know but it wasn't it was all easy to to take in so and i enjoyed it and i enjoyed you know if we're gonna be damned and all of his like you know stuff i thought okay yeah i'm down i'm with it um but yeah yeah, I mean, did I mean? How are you able to look at it from that that perspective, or it's like some because you love it so much? Like, are you able to to see that, or are you too invested to to know, to see those things? I, I'm I can absolutely see exactly what you're saying. Uh, I remember I'm watching it from a 2021 perspective now as well. So as much as I know, I know the future of where this is going. I know what's going to happen. I know what it's going to evolve into and what it's going to become. So I, I I'm kind of looking forward to for, to those parts. And um, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to turn it, sit here and say season one is one of the seasons I would choose to watch if I was on a rewatch. Uh, mm. I, you know, it, it isn't. And I think because of the, of how dated it is, um but that's you know it's it it's a great season because it sets it sets up um new trek basically it's like the creation of new star trek but it moves on when it moves on and it gets further down the line uh, that's what becomes a bit more special to me and i think that's because that's what i remember so it would have been early to mid 90s i was watching and it would have been seasons 5 6 and 7 that were out at that time so they're the seasons that I grew up with and grew up watching, and they're the ones that that hold firm in my memory and you know, kind of in my spirit and soul now, uh, and that I enjoy and that will always look back to fondly. Uh, but the act, some of the acting, I will totally agree, is off the mark. Some of the connections are off the marks. You know, some of the camera work was off the mark when we first come into the engine room. That camera's wobbling. 
That shit be wobbling. <laughs> and there's, a, there's, there's a bit with Picard where like half of his face is like out of the shot. Did you see? Where it's like sort of black over one part of his head. Was that intentional? That Was that when he's standing in the window on his own? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's meant to be like that. That's intentional. Okay. okay. <laughs> Some well, of it's and... intentional. But also the, the spotlight. So when Q is in the chair and the chair is kind of floating towards the spotlights, really shaky and moving on his face. And there's all these bits that, that we, we can pick out in terms of the general production. And that's fine. And the rating at the end, I'm not expecting a massive rating. This episode, uh, because it's part one and two, is is very disjointed. It's kind of all over the place. It's like we need to make, it kind of feels like we need to make new Trek we need to put this out. These are the characters. These are the characters I want to introduce. This is what I want to throw in people's faces. But this is also the sentiment I want to build. And I want to build off this of the old season and kind of make this something new and special. But also it's got that history about it. And it's just like, ah, there's so much going on. It's just what the hell. So I I tried to watch it almost like as if I was watching through your eyes. Because obviously I know what's going to happen. I was thinking, Jesus, he must be thinking... What the hell have I done? What what the fuck is happening? <laughs> well, and I think just to say about like I definitely I'm here to be positive. Like we always um we always remain positive with what we're saying. Um because we enjoy these things and even when acting's not that great and whatever, whatever, I still enjoy it. Like it doesn't take me out of it. Like and it things can be outdated and you but you can enjoy it for that period of time so again like with one tree hill for example there's loads of things in there where they've got like flip phones and they're all excited about that right and then you know iphones don't exist but so it's quite nice it's like a capsule in time and that's the same with the same for this it's quite nice to be like oh this is late 80s early 90s sci-fi and there's things about it that make it more endearing because it because it's like that so um yeah no I'm really looking forward to it and and they they think sometimes things take time to to get into a rhythm. So yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit more about uh, you know the 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 characters that are within this episode then. And let's let's start off with the bridge crew that we first see. So Picard is the first character we see and he's doing his talk through in his captain's log um and he's you know essentially having to you know, Captain's Log is something that they do on, you know, ships now on the water, you know, marine ships and stuff like that. It's um, important to log these things down, but obviously it's all, you know, futuristic, so it's recorded. This is what's happening. This is the situation. And it essentially narrates the episode and, and kind of opens up what's going to happen and what the plan is. So as an audience member, you know what the situation is, you know where they're supposed to be going, what they're supposed to be doing, and then anything that happens in between now and then happens. Um, and you see that. So um just very quickly on the whole you you think it was quite camp thing did you notice any men wearing kind of dresses uh i don't think i did you did i saw like short shorts maybe the short shorts was actually a dress and also just to add in i i like the campness of of uh of things like i i that some something being camp is usually a, a positive to me. Like I quite, I quite enjoy things like that. So um, I don't want that to ever be thought of as me saying that that's taking anything away. So I'm going to show you. I hopefully you can see on your screen that. Can you see that man in that? Yeah. So he's in a dress like a dress type uniform. Yeah. That is actually the same as 
what these characters were wearing. Oh, yeah. It's exactly the same. So that is called a scant, which is a skirt pants, is what is what they created and invented. And the whole point of it, you see a couple of the male characters wearing it as they're going through the corridors. And when they decide to do the saucer separation and they're going to different parts of the ship. And, and the reason behind that is that there's no like gender specificness. It doesn't matter what you wear, you are male, female, whatever you identify as. Mm, and we're getting that, cool. you know, in the in the 80s as well. That, you know, when I suppose we're having gay rights protests and all sorts happening in that time of life. And it's, you know, it's difficult for people because the world is, is just as crazy then as, as probably it is now. Um, with all sorts of different protests and things going on for... Um, against homophobia and, and people saying that they have the right to do whatever they do and then we have a show like Star Trek that's saying hey in, you know in the 24th century it's not going to be a problem that's dope that's really cool and um, for it to be you wouldn't expect that from Star Trek you wouldn't expect that to be like one of the themes so that's really cool yeah mm. awesome that, may, that endears me to the show more <laughs> even more good yeah well, not even more, just more. Okay, <laughs> even more. <laughs> so let's, Can I let's... say the guy on the... You know the guy, I think you said he's a Klingon, so this takes that out. He says he's a Klingon. That's the only reason I've said it. Okay, because one other thing I, I kind of know is... And I, I can't pronounce the, the word right because, you know, I don't know. It's secondhand information. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm even saying this right because it's it's from a, it's from a, a, a rap, from a rap song. Someone says... If you front, it will pop out like a Romulan forehead. Um, and now you get the double entendre if it's hip hop. Yeah. So if you fr- if you front, like if you're if you're fronting, then it will pop out. I'm talking about the gun. The gun's gonna pop out, and I'm gonna shoot you. So if you, but like a Romulan forehead, and so I was assuming that that is something from Star Trek that has a big forehead or has something coming out of its forehead. So I was like, well, that, that, the guy with the forehead, that's someone, that's a Rom, Romulan or someone from Romula or something. And if he fronts, <laughs> I'm going to pop it out. So is that right? We have not met Romulans yet. Oh, okay. But I did say it right. And do they have foreheads that pop out? I can't tell you. Okay, well, hip hop <laughs> tells me that they do. So. Hip hop has answered all your questions. <laughs> In life, in general. <laughs> I'm going to get much. up this morning why hip-hop said so. <laughs> Pretty much, <yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, let's, says, yeah. let's talk about the bridge crew. Let's get on Let's get on to this now. Let's, let's sort our lives out. So we see the Enterprise D. The reason it's the Enterprise D is because we've had the original series Enterprise. We then had an Enterprise A, a B, and a C, which have all been you know destroyed or decommissioned for whatever reason we're now a hundred years from the original series so a century has passed between the original series and now that's why dr mccoy who we see is 137 years old so it's been a hundred years and we're on to the enterprise d that's why he's so keen for it to be called the enterprise it's a galaxy class starship now um that is something that they explain is the the flagship of the fleet um, so there's obviously going to be more ships eventually. And one thing that we're going to give ratings for on at the end of the podcast is our favorite ship of the episode. So you don't have to pick obviously a Starfleet ship, 
you know you can pick other ships as well um but there's a galaxy uh galaxy class starship the enterprise d it's the top one of the fleet it should have the best crew so let's look at the bridge crew to begin with we have captain jean-luc picard played by patrick stewart uh we have lieutenant tasha yar who's on the security desk at the back so sitting behind his chair uh standing behind his chair sorry is she this like the psychic no that's diana troy oh she's the blonde the blonde one uh the blonde one is natasha yar yeah i know her from something but i don't know what it is it was really bothering me but i can't look it up Uh, her name is denise crosby i'll look it up for you and i'll say she was in this i'll do that for you later but she originally um auditioned for the part of diana troy and as when okay. I think they did like screen tests, and they're like, no, no, it's not right. And they they swapped her out, and they wrote Tasha Yar for her, um, kind of made it a different character. She was going to be someone else, but and then Marina Sirtis, who plays Diana Troy, who's on the bridge, um, is the one that's an empath. Um, and then we have Lieutenant Commander Data, who's sitting at the front, played by Brent Spiner, and we also have, who else did we have on the bridge? We had Lieutenant Torres. On the bridge as well. And the Klingon guy. And we had Lieutenant Worf, played by Michael Dorn. Um, or the Romulan. He is a Klingon. He is not a Romulan. Wow. I get to make predictions on this podcast, don't I, <laughs> You do. You do indeed, yeah. If you want to predict that he becomes a Romulan, go ahead. <laughs> I predict that in later seasons of the new Picard, it will turn out that he was actually secretly Romulan. And if uh, you front, it will pop out. So <laughs> I hope that happens. I really do. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I hope it happens. My first prediction done <laughs> it's out there <laughs> wolf becomes a romulan no he um, is he always oh, he is was. a romulan okay he all always right. was interesting very interesting very can i just ask all this stuff that you know this this data this knowledge mm. um <laughs> that you've built up that you've learned is this all learned from the show or have you like read books and stuff like as in when we finish this if i if I digest no other media, just what the, watching the new generation, will I know all of this? The bits about the characters. Well, just like you know that this, you know, there there was these different enterprises, and this is a hundred years from here, and this, that, and the other. Like I, I would, I will know all of this, or is this some of this? Are you getting from other mediums? No, you'd know that from watching it if you watched it all. Okay. So you 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 will pick these things up. It will become a bit more, a bit more natural, shall we say? Okay. Okay. Let's talk about the bridge crew then. So we we know their mission um, from basically the outset. They have to go to this station, um, Farpoint Station, and they're going to pick up their new commanding officer. The captain makes it very clear that it's new ship, very exciting flagship sh- um, ship of the fleet. And uh, it's missing some key areas of crew, particularly its first officer, Commander Riker, and that's kind of where they're going. So as they're going, this bridge crew are then interrupted by a force called Q. Um, come, tell me about it, Simon. Tell me what you what you're thinking, what you're watching, what's happening, who you liking, who's who's you know taking your focus on screen. Uh, um, well, can I can I just ask? quickly before that who is giving the orders to picard is that from back at earth earth still exists right 
and are there saying to Picard, okay, now go check out this. See if there's anything worth seeing there. Okay, you've done that. Now go check this. Is that what's happening? Uh, it's Essentially, yeah. So Starfleet Command will issue orders and there are admirals above and, and so on and so forth that will issue orders to the ships to go and do this, that and the other. Their primary mission is essentially exploration and seeking out new life and new civilization, since what he says at the beginning of every episode. Um, but they will have orders and stuff like that that they're given from Starfleet Command. Okay, but is Starfleet Command based on Earth? In San Francisco. Okay, cool. And and when they're finding this new life, it's not to like pillage and steal or anything. It's just to like, why is that funny? Why would I? I wouldn't know, would I? And, or is it, <laughs> you bastard. Or is it <laughs> judging me? It's judgment-free zone. It, it, it's judgment-free that... of, of, our, of our listeners and our followers. It's not judgment-free of you. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, it's, it's to go and, what, just, like, make connections? That's for what you do do? to predict, isn't it? That's for you to decide. I, I can't be giving away too much, can I? Okay, so, okay, fine. But what did they do? All right. I see how this goes. I see how it goes. <laughs> he's, he's got a bit of power and he's using it. So what, let's, what did let, I think? let's just say that the, the beginning lines are to seek out new life and new civilizations. He does say that. He says seek out. So I'll let but you interpret that. Do what that. next, Picard? Oh, then when you've seeked him, then what? I'll, I'll let you interpret that however you want to. Okay. Well, what did I think? I thought, like I said, I thought it was like... I actually thought it was really well shot to begin with. Well, the, the whole way through, but I thought this is really crisp. This is HD. I thought this is holding up great. I think the set looks really cool. Like I like how, you know, you, obviously it's in a sound stage, but you, I like how it's, everything looks real and built. I really like the, uh, everything was like touch screen. And I thought that's pretty good because that's how, that's how they predicted the future right there. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing if they did predict any little things like that. Um and I thought I I recognize some of these actors and characters from pop culture, like from little things, like the the Klingon Romulan guy. Like I recognize just cling him. On. Just Klingon. Just say Klingon. Well, Forget the Romulan well, thing for now. Well, well. And <laughs> I liked. Uh, obviously, I know Patrick Stewart. I recognize, yeah, I recognize the blonde woman. I will get all of these people's names, I promise. Um, and then the empath, I I liked it. I like that that she was able to do that. Um, I like the chairs that they were in. It actually, kind of reminded me of like a lighter version of the chair that I have here in my office. Like a nice kind of this is this can be my enterprise. This is my bridge. Um, <laughs> And then when the guy appeared, I was confused as to what was happening. I mm-hmm. was like, how, how is he here? Who is he? And then I was like, is that Dexter's dad from Dexter? And I was like, no, no, it's not. I, but I thought that actor was, it can't be. It's, it wasn't. And, and then I was confused as to why he was like from Macbeth or something. And then he turned into someone from like, you know the war um, and then i got it i was like hey he's not actually human he's mimicking to try and communicate and then i like the sort of back and forth uh that he like froze someone and then and um <laughs> the <laughs> one of the sort of wooden lines but i quite liked it was 
from Picard is, could you not see that he had it set to stun? <laughs> <laughs> With his little phaser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. Uh, and yeah, uh, and, and when they move, uh, we'll, I guess we'll talk about it, but I, I had different thoughts when they suddenly moved to being on trial. But um, yeah, what did you think? Well, it, it's uh, there's just like a cacophony of things happening in this episode. Like we said before, it all goes a little bit crazy. So they get surrounded by that that beam it's like chain mail isn't it and it stops them in their path and it's this force that's coming towards them they can't get past it and the captain decides to use and utilize data who's got a very quick thinking brain um he admits that he's an android so he's going to be faster smarter stronger uh, and he does say in it i'm better than humans in a lot of ways but you know he endeavors to be more human he's kind of what he wants um kind of what he looks up to which is quite strange. Um, but he works out that if they could separate the ship, which they do, um, do we have a better chance of, you know, escaping this and fighting it and, and kind of they, they go through their little plans that way. What I've never really noticed before, realised, is that it's not something that happens often, is that the theme tune will be played in, like, the middle of the episode. So when they're set doing the source of separation, it's like... Da, 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 da. And then she's like, "Oh, they're playing the theme tune again. That's that's a bit left like because again, I watched their later seasons, so that doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm going to spoil <laughs> that for you. Don't don't expect that all the way through. <laughs> they they have splurged and bought more than one piece of music. <laughs> the first episode, they're like, we can only afford this one piece. Yeah, just just keep playing it. Just keep playing it. Um, we have to blow up the Flintstones later, basically. <laughs> so." <laughs> <laughs> we've um, spent our budget there and and then we have um this being up here called q and he first of all is doing these very sort of shakespearean lines isn't he thou must return to where thy have come from that sort of thing and what he's displaying is the different points in their history because he knows they're humans he knows who they are and what they are he says all these points throughout your history um you've your civilizations have tried to you know destroy itself so we don't want you to travel any further than your solar system because you're just going to bring your bad ways to the rest of the galaxy so you need to go back and that's the threat that's that's what's happened then we jump to a court and the court is meant to be i think it's meant to be 2079 so we've gone back like 300 years when they're in this like so-called court and they it's like a post nuclear world where there's been a World War Three nuclear bombs. It's all got a bit crazy. Um, and it, the story kind of progresses from there and, and worlds get better from there. And, you, you know, Starfleet's created and so on and so forth. Again, these are all things that you will eventually find out. So I can't really say too much about it. Um, but that that's the point is them going to this court and this trial and then being quite upset about it and saying, we've moved on so far from this. We've, we've come a long way. Why are you, why are you treating us like this? You know, that's 300 years ago. We're not like that now. And this is where Q says, prove it. So how do they prove it, Simon? What, 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 what perspires from here? What happens? Well, can I, can I just say transpires, not perspires, I'm not sweating. (laughs) <laughs> i was because i was like what the fuck is happening <laughs> <laughs> what, 
<laughs> when when you um you giving that context there is so much clearer to me than what was happening in the episode. Like, I didn't know that they were in 2079. Maybe I need to maybe was did maybe I needed to have watched it a little bit closer or watched it twice. Maybe I only watched it once, but I did watch it today. Um but so, I didn't I didn't know that. You know the guards that were coming out. So he goes from being this kind of um like civil war dressed so english civil war dressed kind of soldier to them being a, a u.s officer he keeps calling it a costume as well it's clearly a uniform picard oh you wear that costume we don't wear those costumes anymore this is the costume we wear now it's a uniform yes a uniform um and then he goes to the, the kind of camp as a costume so yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> he goes into that padded thing where it's just like you used to control your military by drug exposure and things like that and and that's from meant to be from that era that third world war mm. where the military was controlled by narcotics they make them mm. s- sniff these things and then essentially Peyton and the coke it's 100% Peyton yeah <laughs> the the um well cuz that's a lot of the uh, a lot of the nazis um were uh, drugged up, weren't they, in the Second World War? I know you love the Second World War. I teed you up, Dom. Go on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, brainwashing, just experimenting on them. It's all sorts of horrible things happened. But yeah, a lot of soldiers were drugged and then forced to do horrible things. The What I'll say about the courtroom section, um, and I said I'd be honest, and this is this is what I said, to my wife after watching that part because she was sort of in and out as as I was watching it um I said it feels like you know when you're kids and we would have done this exact thing and you're on the playground and like you know little kids primary school and you start playing you're playing a game and okay you're gonna be Picard you're gonna be this person I mean we wouldn't have done Star Trek because I would you know wouldn't have got it but you know you know we're gonna be this Power Rangers we're gonna do this that and the other and then you just make the story up as you're going along. Oh, now this person says this, but then they phase this person. But then they say, no, not, I'm not going to do this. But then he says, well, you've got to... It felt like that part, they were just making it up as they were going going along. Like it felt like it was written as a first draft and then no one read it again. Because it was like, I was thinking, is there not a more concise way to get this information across or to do this like i found i thought it was quite confusing um and a little bit like i i don't know it is uh, am i being harsh no no i i completely agree with you i think it feels a little bit gcc drama doesn't it to a degree Very, yes yes to a degree. i'm gonna say it i don't care I'll, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go all in as well um and it's just there's there's overacting, there's underacting, and then there's no acting. It's, it's like I said, the the episode is incredibly disjointed. If you talk to a lot of Trek fans, the the biggest critics of Trek are obviously Trek fans. There's people that will turn around and say that is the shittest episode ever made. But bear with it, you know that's that's kind of things that people will say. Not necessarily about this episode, but you, you get what I mean. Is that mm-hmm. you know from a One Tree Hill perspective, you know that there are seasons that are pretty trash, um, but it gets better or it's good and then goes bad and gets better again and that's yeah that's the same with anything and this episode is exactly like you said is classic we need to get loads of stuff thrown in here and it kind of doesn't all fit together and we've got this 
cast that we could just kind of chuck in together and get them to make loads of noise and it's it's all a bit awkward it it doesn't feel like it makes sense but you never know one day it might make sense yeah and and i mean and i even it being like that i still was like enjoying it because it felt nostalgic even though i didn't have nostalgia for it but it reminded me of like the the crowd that was there around the in the trial bit it was kind of like oh it reminds me a bit of like um the labyrinth or something or uh, certain parts of the original star wars movies do, do you know what i mean yeah what was so odd about it is that it was supposed to be post nuclear war kind of setting but it felt very medieval didn't it yeah and it felt like you'd gone you're in like the 1400s you know not not mm. 2079 it's it's mad, which is you know it's, it did feel a bit bonkers. But the kill all the li- the kill all the lawyers line is from Shakespeare's Henry the Sixth, and uh, Patrick Stewart is famous for being very big sort of Shakespeare Shakespearean act actor. Well, not obviously not from the time, but does a lot of Shakespeare. I actually went to see him in Antony and Cleopatra once, and it took the guy like like a whole act to die. And I just literally got to a point of thinking, just please just die now. This is the longest play I've ever seen. Please just die. I really wanted him to die. <laughs> it took so long. I love Patrick Stewart, don't get me wrong, but I was like, oh my God, please. I went to see it in Stratford-upon-Avon as well. And I was just like, please die. Just just stop talking. <laughs> and every time you think he's gone, he's like, oh, I'm back again. You're like, fuck, say that poison. Whatever poison you've been poisoned with is shit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, they yeah, like you said, they get set the challenge, right? Um, and then what? What happens after that? They they pro- progress. They they're kind of allowed to go, aren't they? And and uh, they they move on to the battle bridge. So let's discuss the the separating of the ship. They he says, Wolf, you're going to be in command of the saucer section. Everyone else, let's go to the the battle bridge. And we see the battle bridge, which is like a smaller compact room. And we have a um, a, a con officer there. So like console officer, he's sitting there and he's tapping away like he does. Um, and they all do. So Data goes in there. Tasha Yar goes in there. Um, Troy goes and obviously Picard. And it leaves Worf on the bridge. And Worf takes um, exception to this. Do you remember what he says? No, sorry. So it's okay. He so he says I I'm a Klingon. If I'm on the saucer section escaping from a battle, and and Picard has to shoot me now. He says you're a Starfleet officer, and you're gonna follow my rules and do what I say. So kind of it feels like Picard throughout this episode is trying to assert his dominance, but mm. kind of in different ways with different characters as well. It's very different with Troy and Yar to how he would be, uh, and Worf to how he is with Riker, and it's all sort of mixed. And and the way he treats Data is. is it doesn't treat him like he's not a person, but he he does treat him differently. Like, how how come you don't know the word snoop? You know all these things and you have encyclopedic brain, but you don't know the word snoop. What's that about? The way he says snoop really snoop. cracked snoop. <laughs> snoop? You have an encyclopedic brain and you don't know the word snoop? <laughs> he's so posh. He's so posh. <laughs> posh captain. It just reminds me of, hello, mummy, I'm just snooping for some biscuits for my tea. <laughs> <laughs> Is, uh, yeah, that's that's good. That's good. 
there anything more you want to say? So the bridge crew go down. They have their argument. Tashiar gets like frozen as well. And it's all a bit crazy. And he's like, no, we're better than that. Because she has a little fight. So she's displaying this barbaric side. She she She's kind of pro- trying to protect her crew. But trying to get out at the same time. Ends up in a fight. Wins the little fight. But then gets frozen by Q. Like we saw Lieutenant Torres. And they say we, we don't have... Um, you know the sick bay so we can't like thaw her out I think is the phrase they use uh, which I, th- I thought was hilarious I found that very funny yeah <laughs> it's a bit, that is, a bit that funny and some of that stuff reminded me of um of alien of the original alien you know having like the sick bay and then obviously and then also having like a an android or a droid or whatever I mean I know it's different in alien because he's like not known to them right yeah. as as like a, as an android but yeah some of it had i thought was reminiscent of that um let's let's move on from there so this this might seem a bit disjointed and le- not so linear but i think what's more important is finding the characters talking about them you know and your thoughts and feelings on them and you know storylines will develop as we go on um and i think for this one let's just talk about the main ones does that sound okay yeah of course let's move on and we go to the the team that are on the surface of the planet so they're at farpoint station and we have uh zorn who is like the station commander kind of thing who's like the weird gray looking kind of fella and we Mm -hmm. meet we meet commander Riker, we meet beverly crusher uh, and we meet uh, Wesley Crusher as well. We also meet Geordie LaForge briefly. So do you remember what, what they were going through and kind of what was happening with them? Yeah, so Riker's talking to that guy and the apples appear, right? And this is where he he becomes uh, inquisitive as to what's happening here. And then um, what what's Dr. Crusher's first name? Sorry. Beverly. Beverly. Beverly is walking through like the market and says, you know, it'd be great to have this fabric as a whatever. And then, then it suddenly it's there. And so they're all a little bit, um, you know, sort of uh, questioning what, what's going on here and what's happening. So there's obviously a, a force at work where he says, oh, you know, if you had an apple there, I could have that. And it suddenly appears. And it's like, oh, sure, they weren't there a minute ago. And you're exactly right. He becomes very inquisitive. Um, and she talks about the pattern and it appears. And it's actually um, Wesley that says that gold wasn't on there before, you know, and kind of states the obvious. And we have a brief moment where um LaForge so the guy with the visor appears to Commander Riker do you remember kind of what happens between them they're talking they are talking and basically LaForge comes to him and starts talking to him and he says is this an official report uh lieutenant and he's like oh yes sir and stands at attention and he's a bit like oh taken aback by it because I think maybe he's a bit more relaxed and finds it easier to just come and you know talk to his seniors about anything and anything and he's told to to kind of be at attention it's kind of the only time we really see that in this episode i don't really remember Mm. seeing it at any other point that's true yeah that is true yeah and i do remember that and i I remember i quite enjoyed that aspect throughout the whole um episode of how there is this respect and command and (laughs) 
like I I manage um, a small team at work, and I was thinking I wish they would treat me like this, just because just to get things done, you know. <laughs> so so my, uh, it's funny you yeah. say that because my uh, in Star Trek Voyager, the captain is uh, Catherine Janeway, Captain Catherine Janeway, and my mum always says, "Why do?" my staff not listen to me you know Janeway doesn't have this problem and we'll always say it to her staff it's quite funny like uh one of her one of my mum's friends who's worked with her for a long time uh is leaving and wrote a card to my mum to say thank you so much over these I've learned so much I I learned um uh, that you know no one listens to you like they do Janeway and so and actually wrote it in the card it's become a thing with my mum uh and uh, it's it's just so funny that you said that because that command element uh, is so important in the whole the whole thing yeah yeah and i i liked that and and Riker then gets beamed up right and this is the first time i see someone get beamed up this is the first but scott but scotty wasn't there no there's no scotty <laughs> just uh, I just know that from pop culture that's he, all he's met in the transporter room when he eventually gets beamed up so the the way they beam and the way the the transporter is completely different to the original series. Um, it's very different effects. Obviously, with twenty years down the line, so it's it's changed slightly. Um, and yeah, it's more of a it's kind of like phase lines, isn't it? And he then is rematerialized back on the ship. His his meeting with Picard is quite an important meeting. So Picard tells him to organize the recoming together of the ship. So this is. This is Picard testing him. This is him saying, you need to go and do that. I'm going to go sit in another room. Let me know when you're done. What he you doesn't th- even look at him. He no. doesn't even look at him. Very awkward. So what are your thoughts and feelings? Let's talk about their first meeting when he first comes onto the onto the bridge uh, to what happens after that. Well, I thought, okay, this is going to be, uh, this is going to be an ongoing situation, like a rivalry or friction for the entire season i was like this is going to be something that doesn't get worked out until way down the line like this is going to be a big part of the show that these two two guys don't get along i'm not sure why maybe picard's jealous that riker's got so much hair on his head like i'm not 100 percent with it you know who knows but it, it wasn't it was over within like a couple of scenes it was completely resolved and i thought that's feels like a waste <laughs> like that feels like they now they're now they're buddies and it's like that that could have been could have done something there um i mean that's not to say that later down the line that there, there might not be issues but i i really i thought that was going to be a major part of it and i was really shocked when it was just solved that that quickly so picard questions him doesn't he after the the you know rejoining of the ship is complete and says when you're in your previous ship you objected to your captain being beaming down onto a planet and he asked him about that and says what what's your issue with that then do you you have issues with rank and captains doing what they you know feel like they want to do and he says do you remember he says that something to the point of he would do whatever it takes to protect the captain and that that's basically what his role is right is to ensure that the safety of the captain something like that uh, yeah, essentially. Yeah, he says it's, it's the complete opposite. I, I, I'm not, you, you know, going against the captain and and preventing the captain from, you know, doing what he wants to do. I, what I'm trying to do is protect him because he's in command of the ship. 
and it's my job to make sure he's making the right decisions and be objective sometimes and uh picard agrees with that he's happy with that he says good make sure you continue to do that and particularly in the vicinity of children i i make myself a bit of an ass were you were you surprised by that can i make oh that was my first prediction uh well one of my predictions sorry is uh that he makes this whole point that he <laughs> that he hates kids or he's not not very natural with kids so by the end of the season he will have a really good relationship with wesley like that 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 will be a thing like he'll be like mentoring him or maybe so i mean just uh to touch on it i'm sure we'll get there but there's a point where wesley like goes on to the bridge yeah the bridge yeah um and he like presses a button and picard throws his toys out the pram but like <laughs> there's he does doesn't he Come he does on. a bit yeah he does yeah <laughs> you touched my stuff oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh i think there'll be something in there like as in that he said something about how oh he has he had a good interest or had good senses of knowledge about whatever like that he read on the dial or something so he's obviously there's obviously something there like a little talent or something so i think that there'll be some sort of relationship and maybe some sort of mentorship and that will be picard overcoming his irrational fear of children especially around his you know spaceship (laughs) good okay Uh, we'll take that prediction we'll lock that one in a good good prediction um and what do we think about his relationship with uh dr crusher so uh wesley's mom so we know that yeah um there's no dad on the scene and it was actually picard (laughs) that brought them the body back and retrieved him and said well Mm. he's dead now you know (laughs) that bed's Bed's half empty. It's not going to warm itself, is it? It's looking lonely. You're looking lonely. Hey, Bebs. You're looking lonely. You ever put your hand on a bowling ball? (laughs) My my head's right here, baby. You know what you're saying about him being jealous of of, uh, Riker having a full head of hair? Yeah. And when they originally did the pilot, they actually had Picard with hair. They put a wig on him. Oh boy! And I've seen pictures of it. It's very, very strange. Very you need strange. to put that on Instagram. I'll, as well. I'll send you a picture of it as well because it's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler now. Um, but I'll send you a picture of it, and they they very quickly decided against it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the right that's the right way to go. Um, I yeah, like as there was history. They said about that there was some history between Beverly and Picard. What what did you say Picard's first name is? Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc, like French? Yeah. Ah, okay. We oui, we. Oui. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I could see that there was... That they mentioned that there was some history there. So um, it'd be interesting to see how that goes. But, I mean, that was set up as if that's going to be his romantic interest. Um, so maybe, there, maybe he becomes some sort of, like, father figure then to Wesley, maybe, or something like that but i'm happy with my original prediction for wesley and picard but i think there will be something there with um picard and beverly but it can't be that straightforward i've got i've got a big prediction for Riker, 
as well when we get more around to him. We can we can yeah. more than happy to move on to Riker now if if you want to. Okay, well, my prediction for him was, or one of them was that. Uh, firstly, did you see the woman that like checked him out and looked at his looked at his bum? Yeah, it's just like you just you know uh, tap this on here, commander, and ask the computer. You know, tell the computer who you're looking for, and it shows you the way. And then he walks off, and she's like. <laughs> she's just like those uniforms are tight in all the right places huh <laughs> she was about three foot shorter than he was as well. <laughs> she's like the right height it's, for it she's like he's out there pinching a penny you know what i'm saying <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> um so instantly when i saw that i was like are you going to be a bigger character are you going to play into this and then i thought no this looks like maybe she's like uh an extra um or someone that just has a line every now and again i wasn't 100 percent sure but then then there was the history between Riker and the empath troy 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 yeah t-r-o-i troy T-R-O-I, Troy. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there was history there. Something's happened there. So this feels instantly like this is going to be the Jim and Pam, you know, of the office uh, <laughs> here. But it can't be as straightforward as that. There's going to be things that are going to be in the way. And I was trying to think, what's going to be in the way here? So I, I think this could be horrifically outlandish. Who knows? I think that Riker is going to end up with the blonde woman Tasha first. Young. Yeah, and I think that the empath is going to end up with um, LeVar Burton, the oh. guy with the visor, or something like that. They're, they were just like the obvious ones that were there, but I think something will happen where one of them, Riker or Troy, will be with one of the other ones, so it can't be as straightforward but eventually, you know, things will happen and, and whatever, and the stars will align, Star Trek, and <laughs> and they will come together eventually. But I think that it can't happen straight away or easily. There has to be these roadblocks in the way. Okay, nice. Another another prediction. Good. I like that we're getting them in there. We're getting them in there early, episode one, banging in the predictions. I love that. <laughs> so good. So uh, they get, eventually, they're... they're above the planet where Farpoint Station is and a lot of discussion has happened they don't understand how Farpoint has been created because there's elements that are on this world that uh, and, uh, that are on this station that don't exist on this world and how have they got there and it all seems a bit odd and a bit unusual and then the away team goes down to explore a little bit more and the planet starts getting attacked it starts getting attacked by what appears to be what we would kind of call a traditional UFO yeah splurting out its you know purple laser beams <laughs> onto the planet <laughs> and destroying it and uh zorn is like going help us enterprise help us and getting all a bit upset about it so kind of let's let's talk about the development of the story from here tell me what happens um well, that guy's like freaking out and then um is this the part where he's suddenly like he's like floating in like a like tractor beam type thing which bit? Who? Sorry. The guy that with the apples. Yeah. His later, his like being, his like 
floating, <laughs> elevated yeah. in some sort of beam, and he's not he's not enjoying it. He's, he's not happy about it at all. So he's, he's not obviously having a good time. One one thing that the the crew of the Enterprise discover is that the only way that the the reason that this ship that then turns out to look like a giant jellyfish in the sky yeah. <laughs> in space yeah. is attacking the the space stations because they've created the space station using its mate so its partner and for whatever reason they they've worked this out and they've figured it out and that Zorn is responsible for this so they this is why they take Zorn or uh or like or trying to take Zorn and like attack him kind of thing this is why this is happening yeah, I really started to get lost at this point. Like, it's, it's um, not I'm a even surprise. lost hearing. I'm lost hearing it back. Also, so it's really not a surprise. Like I said, it's a very disjointed episode. It's very quick to introduce these people and who they are. And there's like three storylines happening in one episode, so it's very, very confusing. And you know, I'm not going to stray from from saying that it just makes no sense at some points. Um, but please. Please bear with it. Hold, hold I, tight. I, I, <laughs> hold. I will. I would never give up on this just because <laughs> I love that look on your face when you're talking about it. So <laughs> that that pulls me through. I, I, it's just, it's very different. Like I'm used to, you know, basketball, river courts, and love triangles. You know, um, so this is the complete opposite. This is almost as far away from One Tree Hill as you can get, which is awesome because this is just what it's all about. Um, but I think I would have watched this twice, um, but it's because it, it was an hour and a half. It was just difficult um, and with having the baby and stuff. But for the, every episode going forward, even if they're an hour and a half, I think I definitely will make sure I watch them twice um, because I, I need to be fully prepared um <laughs> but yeah i think on the basis of that so eventually the, the the station it's worked out that the station is is the other half of this pairing of the space jellyfish <laughs> and they go off into yeah. the world but troy is sensing their emotions the whole time the whole time she's like i feel pain i feel anger i feel this i feel that and you start to oh, see her that's, that, what, she, that's okay, what she's doing okay. that's why she's always like oh something's happening um because she's sensing what's happening the actual station is alive it's it's a living breathing mm. thing um and then eventually it ascends back into space and is reunited with its mate uh and then yeah. q reappears and it's kind of okay we're gonna let you travel the rest of the the milky way don't get yourself into any more trouble bye-bye and that's kind of it right? i might reappear yeah he says i might reappear you never know do you think he will? Definitely. No, I think he will. Yeah, you wouldn't say that if he's... Yeah, well, of course. And especially as he's in the pilot, they'll throw him back at some point. Yeah. I, and I think when he comes back, he'll be an ally. He'll be. He'll come back to help when they're, like, getting, like, fucked up by someone else. He'll come <laughs> back and be like, What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> I'm here. Remember me? I'm Shakespeare. I'm whatever. And then he'll he'll save Picard. And Picard would be like, better to be damned with what we've actually done than <laughs> whatever he said. <laughs> Kill all the lions! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I might throw that out in every episode. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I definitely think he'll come back. Uh, and um, we didn't touch really on like when Data was in like the what did you call it? The Hollow Deck. Hollow Deck, yes. I really liked all of that. Um, I thought that was really cool. That was probably my favorite scene, actually. Oh, um, him talking to Riker and and Riker was saying, "Oh, I think we're going to have a an interesting companionship." And like what you said, uh, the bit where Riker says, "Oh, you think you're superior to humans." And Data basically says, you know, I am superior (laughs) because I can do X, Y, and Z. But then like you said, he's saying, but every day I wish I was human. I'd rather feel and have, you know, the emotions, whatever. And I thought, okay, that's cool. I I like that. Um, And I like that character of Data. And he pulls Um, Will out of the water and lifts him right up. Yeah. Yeah. It's very obvious like to see that, that it wasn't uh, Brent Spiner that was jumping down and onto all the rocks. It was a a, a different person, a, a stunt performer, probably. So we'll just throw that That's in there because well, we can. That's, fine, <laughs> That's allowed. Yeah, we yeah. don't want actors getting hurt on on set, do we? Well, can I just ask? I know I feel you're about to go into the judgments. Can I just ask before that? Do, um, taking <laughs> what out what the fuck happened in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Taking out what we're going to talk about in a minute, you know, performers and all of that sort of stuff. Do you have a favorite character? Just an, like an overall, like like my Lucas of One Tree Hill. Who's your Lucas of the next generation? It's difficult. It is difficult. Um, but it probably is Data. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. That's interesting that I liked him as well then. That, that makes <laughs> sense. And do you have one, someone that you re- like without giving spoilers like anything anyone that you really don't like or that gets on your nerves maybe of the main cast yeah of of someone that i've seen anyway from this okay so um troy (laughs) and uh i have friends that agree with me and i have friends that disagree with me that i've turned around and said that they're uh, i'll say this there are episodes where i said you could have just written troy out it wouldn't have made a blindest bit of difference and uh, there's a lot of people that said totally agree, and there's a lot that disagree. But actually, you know, you'll have to you'll have to make the judgment for yourself and see how far she goes, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, nice. Okay, so if you are enjoying our podcast and you want to learn a little bit more about us and our podcast platform, and please listen to this. Right, now we're going to head into our judgments. So our judgments are um, cover different things from performer, character, uh, and so on and so forth, but it's slightly different to our Ravens one. So our Ravens one, we pick out favourite line and this, that, and the other, but there isn't the science fiction element. So we're going to have to put some science fiction into the ratings as well. So what I, I sent you a brief list of things to think about and judgments to give at the end. Did you do that? Of course. Excellent, good consummate professionals always so (laughs) (laughs) this this episode is clearly showing the opposite but yes (laughs) not at all confusing episode all over the place it's their pilot it's crazy let's let's get let's get out there with with our judgments and we'll move on to episode two am i right for sure And, and there's always there's an element of finding our feet like we found that with uh ravens or our other podcast which i know is not going to come up that often but there is 
some symmetry in the fact that we're doing this same formula with with another TV show. So it is going to come up from time to time. But um, fine, fine. And it took us a couple of episodes to sort of get our rhythm and flow. And, um, you know, and I'm sure that will be the same. And I'm sure by the next episode or the episode after that, you know, I have all of their names down. And I really don't want to disrespect anybody in the star trek community i'm ready to i want to be part of it i want to love it like you know like everybody else does and like you do and i want to see why it's so important to you because if it's something that you love and it's something that is part of you and you know uh something that goes with you and travels with you then i want to i want to know that because you know i love you i want to know i want to be closer to you via star trek (laughs) excellent and I love you too. Oh, look, it's on the podcast now. <laughs> it's, it's official. official. <laughs> <laughs> Written in the stars, Trek. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Okay, so we'll go through the judgments and we'll start off with our favourite performer. Who was your favourite performer of the episode? I think it has to be Patrick Stewart on this one because he is the main guy. And... uh you know he kind of he did, he showed us range obviously we know patrick stewart can act obviously uh charles xavier you know, not yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> movies that i have i don't i haven't really seen i think i've seen the first one but but uh yeah he was he was he was good i guess but also not very good um because it's kind of I don't know, a bit extra, uh, if that makes any sense. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed his delivery. I enjoyed his voice. So I'll say him. What, what about you? Uh, I'm going to have to say the same. He's, he's the, the captain. The first time we see the captain and there's some really good elements of uh, how he puts things together. And I know what you mean by the he's a bit extra. Um, it's kind of like this professional Shakespearean actor that's in, yeah. in, in a group of you know tv and film actors it's it's very different and that i will tell you now is actually something that um is quite prevalent and obvious in the, in the early seasons of star trek the next generation is that this is a classically trained actor who has learned to project his voice and basically mm. you know f- be able to hit an audience at, at the back of a room uh, that's now on a TV show with actors that have done TV parts and, and stuff like that. Uh, that is that is very different and, and are from very different backgrounds as well. So I will give you that little nugget of information. But yeah, mm-hmm. definitely picking uh, Patrick Stewart for this one. What about your favourite character on the episode? Well, why didn't you answer this one first? So, you know, because otherwise I'd take you know all the answers first well, that's fine you're allowed to take the answers first i do it to you every week on our other podcast <laughs> uh you, you go you go first um i actually think my favorite character is, is commander Riker. so i'm going to give it to, to mm-hmm. Riker on this one i think he um you know he showed that he's a classy guy and can be funny and he was nice to to wesley but he has that commanding element to him as well so commander Riker wins it for me yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to say Data for those the reasons that I was saying about in the holodeck. I, I liked all of that. Um, I yeah, I can imagine liking him as we go forward. So I I do have favorite line written down. It wasn't originally what I'd sent you, so I'm quite happy to overlook favorite line because there's going to be so much 
different stuff and babble, but did you want it to be... Mine would be Kill the Lawyers, anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, no, this is this is your podcast, man. I go with whatever you want. Did you have a favourite line? Well, I liked the uh, prejudice. Oh, that's such a human trait or human element. I like butchering what the line was, but I liked, I liked that. Uh, I think it's a prejudice that's very human or something like that. You're, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay. One thing I, I do think we need to include is favorite alien featured so alien is anyone that isn't uh human i think eventually that might evolve but we'll go for any anyone who's involved that isn't human so it's alien to us and do they do they have to be or is that excluding the people on the enterprise uh not at all you can't you can include crew enterprise crew okay then mine would be the romulan yeah the klingon the Romulan. I... There was no Romulan in this episode, so I can't let you continue until you say the Klingon. No. Worf. Worf was a Klingon. Or is a Klingon. The R in Worf sounds for Romulan. <laughs> so. <laughs> right. So, okay, Klingon, good. Um, I'm actually going to say Q. The intergalactic douchebag. Intergalactic douchebag wins my favourite alien of this episode. Uh, favourite ship? Well, I'm going to have to say the Enterprise on this one, just because it's, it's no the brainer. first one. Absolute no-brainer. It's got to be. Is that the, the same for you? What a beautiful okay. ship. <laughs> and How does it compare to, like, the only other ship that I know, and, and people are going to hate me for saying this, is a Millennium Falcon. So how does... Because you like Star Wars as well. How is that? You're shaking your head at me. There's no comparison. It's always the Enterprise. Uh, there was no Star Wars chatter on this podcast i'm afraid i'm sorry <laughs> okay. i will not allow it star trek or, or go home was i close to being replaced with lee just then <laughs> <laughs> he's already on the phone <laughs> he's outside he's, he's like, actually knocking, knocking on your yeah. window <laughs> like if it wasn't locked down he'd be in the room <laughs> <laughs> you need me you said something about me i'm ready <laughs> he said something, something about... about star wars what <laughs> That prick said something about a Romulan when he's clearly a Klingon. <laughs> what a twat. Anyway. Loser. <laughs> like we said, no judgment here. <laughs> um, uh, it's very, very, very different to Millennium Falcons and things like that. What I might do is send you pictures of the Enterprises. I'll send you a picture of the A, the B and the C. And then the Enterprise D okay. is, is the current ship. Yeah? I don't... I'm, I'm, Okay, yes. Thank you. And I know that they're different, but I'm saying as a comparison, if you could just have one, like it's like saying a Porsche and a Ferrari are very different, but which one would you want? Porsche. But, and which <laughs> one's the Porsche, the Enterprise of the Falcon? I'm taking the Enterprise all the way. Okay. 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 And I apologize for bringing up Star Wars. <laughs> I'll do my best to not bring it Sorry, up again. I do like Star Wars, but we're not going to talk about it. I like sand. <laughs> I like sand. <laughs> Icky, <Icky> goo. <laughs> <laughs> See, you can't resist. I got it. It's horrible. <laughs> right. Let's get to, as you would say, the precious, precious rating. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of do my nostalgic one first because this is, this is mm-hmm. Star Trek. But this is also a season that I don't normally watch. This isn't one that I, I, I aim for. I would aim for later on. And, you know, that will become clear to you in about two years' time. But I, <laughs> I for nostalgic reasons, I, I would give this an eight. This would sit as an as an eight for me, as a really important beginning of the next generation of Star Trek. But 
Simon, what is your rating for this episode? Do we is, do we want to do this as a as a joint venture again as a one two? Three? Well, how 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 does it work? Yeah, is are you saying do we have to agree a rating? Is that what it is, or is it because it, it might be we... hard for us to to agree a rating because of the it's such nostalgia? But I think that's important. I think we need to end on a a, a definite number. So okay, I think we're gonna okay. I, we're gonna do what we do on the Ravens one. We do one two three, say the number, and then discuss reasons why and why it's different if they are different. Well, we don't we don't have to do that. This is you call the shots here. You know, I call the shots there. You call the shots here. So if you don't want, we can do separate rate. It's whatever you'd like to do. I, th- I think it's a good way of doing it. I think it's a good way. We'll, we'll do one, two, three, and do the do the number, and then see what we come out with. Okay. Okay. All right. You... Out of ten, still, yeah. Have you got yeah. a number in mind? I do. Has it changed at all in the conversation? It has not. Okay. Uh, I think I know what you've picked. Okay. Okay. Right, you ready? Yep. Okay, one, two, three, five. Five. Ooh. <laughs> did, did you know that because... Is that what you thought or did you were you guessing that's what I was going to go with? But, uh, it's what I think and what I feel about the episode um, because there are some tens... There are some tens, but we're going to have to wait for the tens, my friend. Um, but this is this is like halfway to being fantastic. It was three episodes in one, wasn't it? It was so much going on. It was uh, for a first time watcher, which you are. This must have been so confusing. It was, but but I can see um, the potential for sure, and I can see how you know later down the line there could definitely be some tens. So and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think. What they could have done to make this one better is they could have eased in more and then they could have just, like you said, focused and consolidated on a couple of storylines and made that the whole feature. Like the the um, friction between Picard and Riker, that could have been like one of the main elements. And then they could have had some other elements in, you know, the B story in the background with other things, with him hating, him hating kids. <laughs> I, I don't like and some... kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, and it, and it would have been like they could have done a bit more of an origin for people like me that haven't seen it. Like, of this is clearly what we're doing. This is why we're doing it you know just set some of the motion in you know set the pieces at the beginning and then ease in then have the drama of something and attack or whatever and then you know and then get ready to go on i mean at the end of the episode i was uh shouting at the tv to patrick stewart saying do not look at this look at the camera do not look at me like it looked like he was about to break the fourth wall and go to infinity and beyond or whatever he said uh, but the uh, again i'm sorry but the uh, i do you know what i mean it didn't look like he was about to look at the camera oh absolutely and it it happens you know i think a few times throughout the episode and he's almost like not sure it should i be focusing on camera a camera b where, where am i meant to be where's my mark but uh it's uh, it's quite strange that this episode it's almost like you need to watch the original series to 
to understand what the hell was is going on in the world, but you shouldn't have to. It should be new Trek for a new generation. That's the the whole point of it, the next generation. You should be able to watch it without having any sort of backstory, any understanding of what's come before, really. You should be quite a nice, easy flow into it and, and, and get going with it and, and really, you know, take to the characters. And that doesn't happen necessarily it's such mm. a jumble of things happening you're you're on the ship then you're on a planet then the ship splits in two and then you've got this you know, intergalactic douchebag as you said that appears and starts talking in old english then he's as a dressed as like he's going to vietnam war and it's just all over the place isn't it all over the place so i think i think five is is fair in terms of the the precedent and the setting and the the, the way the direction it's going to go in um but for the episode that we actually received i think five is fair yeah i i agree i agree um and I, I enjoyed watching it and i think it was heavy to do an hour and a half on the pilot <laughs> like that's bold like if they had just if it had been a 42 minute or, or whatever is that how long they normally are right it's normally about like 40 that? minutes around there yeah yeah so that's gonna be a lot you know more digestible um but yeah I, i'm looking forward to it and it's the production value is much more than I thought it was going to be. Like they clearly had a good budget for it. Like I didn't think they put that much into TV back in those days. Like as like how they do now. Like I thought it was always you know a lesser medium than movies. Um, which you know I guess it probably was in them days. But they definitely got like budget. And uh, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really fun. Well, cool. So thank you for starting off this journey with me. We do have an Instagram page, which is at beyond farpoint underscore TNG. So we've gone for beyond farpoint because everyone else is called Star Trek or Trekkies or the next generation or something like that. But this is it. Encounter at farpoint. Uh, anything that we cover now is beyond farpoint. That's the point of, of, of the uh, of the title. So at beyond farpoint underscore TNG. Uh, follow us on there. Send me messages. Simon has no access. Can't see any of it. It's the same as what happens with our One Tree Hill one. No access, no view. And uh, Simon will stay spoiler free. That's the plan. So thank you very for much, sure. Simon, for, for joining me on our first Star Trek episode. And we will cover episode two next week. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. Love you all. Live long and prosper. Thank you.